So tell me something. Was Columbus a good guy or a bad guy? I mean, really. We used to have Columbus Day. We used to celebrate it when I was in school. And now he seems to be a major league oppressor. Yet they still have a Columbus Day parade here on Federal Hill in Rhode Island in Providence, the Italian section. Even though Brown fails to call it, the university, of course, named after a slave trader, refused to call it Columbus Day. They call it, I don't know, Spring Break Day or Fall Break Day or Indigenous People's Day or Political Correctness Day. I'm not really sure anymore, but they won't mention Columbus's name. The subject of the uncomfortable truth today is presentism, whereby we assign our highfalutin mores, our current social standards, and our modern ethics to people of the past. Now, how bad is this? Well, it's very situational. Columbus, we learn now, is an oppressor, even though he did what was consistent with the tenor of his time. We're removing the statues of Confederate generals. Yet, we still talk about Lucky Lindy. And Lindbergh was a Nazi sympathizer. Lindbergh didn't want to go to war with Germany and wanted us to become closer to Germany. He admired Adolf Hitler. He visited him on several occasions. Now, that doesn't detract from Lindbergh's great bravery in flying alone over the Atlantic when there were no choppers and no radio connections and nothing to save him if he went down. That was heroic. And it forged an era of transatlantic aviation. But what do we do with that? He had Nazi sympathies. What about Wagner? Wagner created some great music, but he was an arrogant ass and openly anti-Semitic. The Israelis agree to play Wagner. He's played in, in Israel at times. Others, not so sure. Should we play his music? And of course, today, I think it's James Levine who has been excused in disgrace, fired from the Metropolitan Opera for sexual harassment, which he denies, but there are a lot of accusations against him. And the question is, should any of the music he conducted be replayed? Was Columbus a good guy or a bad guy? Franklin Roosevelt makes the top four presidents in the history of the United States on anyone's list who can read and write and stand upright. Yet Roosevelt turned away to St. Louis, the Jewish refugee ship that tried desperately to dock in New York, fleeing the perils of Nazi Germany. He had many openly anti-Semitic people in his cabinet. Jefferson famously had slaves and supposedly fathered children with one of them, Sally Hemings. Jefferson also said, I tremble for my country when I reflect that God is just. He was talking about slavery way back then in the founding of the Republic, before the Civil War. Yet he refused to free his own slaves. <clears throat> but arguably, Jefferson is one of the great minds and one of the instrumental people in the American Revolution, which redefined democracy and freedom. He was among those who pledged their lives, their freedom, and their honor who knew he'd be hanged if caught by the British. Was he a good guy or a bad guy? Henry Ford created thousands and thousands of jobs in a new industry with the assembly line, which morphed into other industries, work and productivity and performance. Henry Ford was a notorious racist and anti-Semite. He's a terrible person, but a brilliant industrialist. 
Jack Kennedy, a president who many people revere, was a womanizer. And while married to Jackie and while in the White House, worse than anything Bill Clinton ever did, though not by much, he had women smuggled up there with the Secret Service's help and with the media's silence. The media knew about it and bedded Marilyn Monroe and others in the White House. His brother, Bobby Kennedy, his attorney general who sought the presidency, was a protege of McCarthy in the days of the House Un-American Activities Committee and the bogus pursuit of communists behind every bush. The blacklist, ruining of careers, Kennedy was part of that. And Ted Kennedy, who was revered as the lion of the Senate upon his death, killed a woman in Chappaquiddick when he drove off her bridge drunk and she drowned and he didn't help her and he didn't come back and he lied about what happened. These are the three Kennedy brothers. So at what stage does presentism take over? And at what stage is it just a foolish pursuit? They've just rescinded a lot of Bill Cosby's awards. I think they rescinded his inclusion in the Kennedy Center honors, took him off the wall. Temple has taken back its honorary degrees and so forth. But does that mean that when he was performing, he was less of a performer? What I'm asking you is this. I'm not telling you anything. I'm asking you this. Can somebody be a great talent and still a lousy person? Can that happen concurrently and simultaneously? Weinstein is now, has now appeared in handcuffs in front of a judge, helped build an industry, but a loathsome person. Yet we seem to be kinder, or at least Hollywood is kinder, to a Roman Polanski, a pedophile, <clears throat> who raped a girl when she was underage. And others have come forward. They wanted the laws waived to bring him back. He's gotten awards at Cannes and other places in Europe. Did their work never exist? No matter what you think of Woody Allen and the claims made against him by his wife and his other family members, although his uh, the son by Mia Farrow's son is defending him, but nonetheless, if you look at the accusations, does that make Woody Allen less of an artist? Does it mean you can't watch his films? You can't listen to his comedy. Can we have great people who are also horrible people? Or do we pretend their work never existed? To what degree do we demand perfection of humans? We certainly can't demand it of our politicians because everyone seems damaged. Clinton's transgressions in office were far worse than any of Donald Trump's. Using his office and his power to take advantage of an intern, even if it were consensual, is wrong by any standard today. Yet people screamed and yelled at his impeachment, claiming it was politicized and unjust. But today they want to take Trump out of office for just telling stories. Of course, there are women who claim all things about Trump, too. Never proved yet. Who knows? Steve Jobs was a pretty horrible person. But let a computer revolution in terms of ease of use and ease at home of computation. Vince Lombardi was a brilliant football coach, but a horrible father and a horrible husband. So to what extent is presentism, this application of our current high morality, legitimate to apply to other times? I mean, after all, the Spartans in ancient Greece were completely male-dominated. Women were subjugated. It was all about the men. 
should we now revile their society as inappropriate? The American Civil War, one of the turning points in history, global history, was fought against slavery. 800,000 people died. The people fighting against us were in the wrong. The people fighting for slavery, for the South, were in the wrong. But nonetheless, they existed. And some of them were brave people. We talk about the Desert Fox, Erwin Rommel, Rommel, in World War II. He fought on the side of the Nazis. But we talk about him sometimes with admiration. Baron von Beethoven in World War I, the great German air ace, we talk about him in admiration. He was a brave man, yet they fought on the wrong side. Where does it begin and end? Custer was clearly wrong. He had a thing, boy, wanted to kill indigenous peoples, Native Americans. He fought the Indians, and he paid for his sins. But he was a Civil War hero. To what do we apply, and under what conditions, which standards? How do we do that? The Mexican-American War was probably an illegitimate war that couldn't have been averted. Same with the Spanish-American War. And the same for Vietnam. We made mistakes as a country, but we're not a bad country. We're a country that's flawed because we're not perfect. Do you know that Babe Ruth, one of the all-time icons in sports, refused to play against black people on another team? Not that they were in the majors at the time, but not even an exhibition, exhibition game, and not even in the minors. Do you know that Walt Disney was accused of racism and sexism in some of the cartoons he created and some of the comments he made? John Wayne made racist remarks about who he included in his movies. Mickey Mantle, another baseball icon, was an obnoxious drunk, despite his athletic prowess. It's certainly important that standards improve, wouldn't you say? I mean, we all want to get better and better and treat our fellow human beings correctly. But to what extent do we obliterate history? If we respect Erwin Rommel, or Baron von Beethoven, or Irokuro Yamamoto, who engineered the Pearl Harbor attack and was considered a brilliant strategist and a realist, knowing that Japan couldn't win that war. Why are Confederate generals anathema? Why can't we recognize valor, period? Is the cause only just sometimes and not other times? And if we're so perfect today ethically that we can apply today's standards retrospectively and recreate history, why isn't there more respect today for the elderly? Why do, we, why do we treat old people like garbage? And we don't take care of them correctly. And we don't properly monitor homes for the elderly. And we fire people above a certain age to replace them with cheaper, younger workers who can't do the job as well. Why do we continue to mock people who have trouble with their weight? Being biased against obesity seems to be an acceptable bias. Why do we show such disrespect for people who are pious, for people who are religious, as though they're some kind of inferiors? We can care for opioid overdoses, but not veterans who are living with squalid, horrible care in terrible veterans' administration's hospitals. 
Sometimes even presentism isn't in the present. That's the uncomfortable truth. <laughs>